Thanks for joining the Golf Underground. Now, the Golf Underground is made possible by Mariner Wealth, helping you navigate your financial future. Star Companies KC. Experience a more energy-efficient and comfortable home with Star's insulation services. Cowell Insurance, providing brokerage and risk management services for over 25 years. Sano Orthopedics, care plans backed by research and clinical results, tailored perfectly to individuals' needs. By The Flats KC, Kansas City's coolest apartment experience. Check them out at theflatskc.com. Bobsite Ford and Bobsite Independence Kia, where you'll score a double eagle on your next car or truck. Sheridan's Unforked, eating good and feeling good. Lewisburg Ford, nobody sells more F-150s than Lewisburg Ford. And Celebrity Greens, put a custom PGA caliber putting green in your backyard for the ultimate golf experience. Now, on to the program. ESPN Kansas City presents Golf Underground, powered by Mariner Wealth Advisors, helping you navigate your financial future. George's favorite song. <laughs> so good. All right, here we are. Welcome to Golf Underground ESPN Radio. Uh, George was just dancing here. He's so happy. <laughs> the ESPN studios have now moved to his lovely basement. Our guest would love to see his basement. He has not one, not two, but five urinals throughout this house. So, um, urinals, <laughs> urinals. Well, hey, that's what happens when you have three boys. That's what happens when you have three boys and your number was five. So, there you go. See, in my design. In my house, we just miss. <laughs> Clean it up. It's hard to miss these, it's really hard. <laughs> Well, listen, we got a great program today. As mentioned, we have um, George, Brett, Sully, and Wordo. We're back in the um, the studio south, the stable south. And, um, of course, we haven't been together since the uh, U.S. Open preview show. And if you don't re- recall, you we had could, Harry Higgs on the show. And, well, no, Do you remember we, who I picked? You picked Harris English to win it. He, I picked him a I'm week not early. saying that, Harry, because well you're, on the, you're on, but he, we all had our picks. I picked Rory. Yeah. You picked who, Sully? Ah. Uh, I think I picked Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood <laughs> hey, and, and Rorno I picked, picked you. Uh, no, I picked you, okay. and, and my dark horse was Dylan Wu, who I think finished top 25, so there you go. Man, you had a good week. You who was my week. dark horse? Somebody named Weinberger or something, some guy from... Ver, yeah, Vern Duh. Yeah, you just went down the list. Well, I went, well you said dark horse. <laughs> Wilco Neonaber. Yep, I think that was it. No, I think uh, George's... It was a Weinberger or something ended in burger. Y- you're um, Oh, Bern Beesberger. Yeah, that's who I picked. Yeah, I don't think he made the cut. That was your second pick. Your first dark horse was Cantley. Yeah. We said that's that's not really a dark horse, George. That's not a dark horse. (laughs) Well, he hasn't won a major, so I considered him a dark horse. All right, hey, listen, let's let the listeners know we are with. We got uh, Harris English in the uh, underground today, and so... um, all right, the timing couldn't have been better to get the man. He's absolutely on fire. A little formal intro. This man was born in the great uh, city of, well, uh, town of Valdosta. Uh, how do we say this? Valdosta, Georgia. Valdosta. 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 That's very fancy. And uh, he's the pride of Baylor School in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Back in the day, played at Georgia with the likes of uh, Russell Henley, Brian Harmon, and, of course, the, uh, the great Patrick Reed. And so uh, you've got some stories, brother, don't you? Yeah. Holy yeah, well. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if y'all know uh, much about South Georgia, but Valdosta is a, a huge sports town. Um, Valdosta State is a small D2 school, but massive football program. High school football is incredible down there, baseball. Um, so if you've never been there, I mean, it's just north of Tallahassee, Florida. So unbelievable football down there and, and a great a great area to be from. Yeah, well, so you are coming off uh, a few amazing weeks. So, again, our timing's amazing. You did great. Th- third at the U.S. Open, and, of course, last week, thank God, you gave me something to do on Sunday after a four-day member guest tournament. I just slouched <laughs> in my couch. I could not have a cocktail. And um, if you know what? You saved me on Sunday, and so I thank you. Okay? No problem. No so problem. Was, it, was it entertaining to watch, or was it boring where you're like, man, when are they going to get done with us? Well, I did have to get up and take a few pisses. It took so long, right? But I mean, I came back for the finish, and but it really was fun, right? And Wardo was texting, "Can you believe this is happening?" I mean, it was unbelievable, right? Well, and we've been, thing. I, I, we've I can't been, believe CBS 
kept it on on network. I mean, we have no idea like who's covering it, but yeah. I would have thought they would have gone the Golf Channel or some other ESPN the Ocho pulling off the the main CBS crew for that. But when we got done, they're like, man, I can't believe uh, it was on for an extra hour and forty five minutes or two hours, and the Travelers guys were were pumped because they were just getting more airtime and. Um, I think it was great for everybody. Yeah, the golf world. not not good for sixty minutes, but good for everybody in the golf world. <laughs> I was just super glad they didn't switch over to women's gymnastics qualifiers for the Olympics. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for coming on, Harris. This is great. Obviously, through Chris Wallard and Steve Mitchum here in Kansas City, who got to know you um, down at the Shark Shootout. We've been obviously tracking your success and your amazing golf swing for years. But uh, the fact that you won last week and. I think we'd call we'd go ahead and classify what you've been on lately as a as a heater. So, congrats to um, all the success. Uh, one question I had is backing up a couple of years. Obviously, you've you won you won years back, and obviously had a great collegiate career and got on tour. But um, there's obviously you know we've we've heard a lot in the in the news lately about you know the mental side of the game, et cetera. And talk us through you know some of the struggles you had and, and what you did to to come out of those and, and to get where you are now. Yeah, for me, it's, it's more losing confidence. Like, I won twice in 2013. I was 23 years old. I'd never really hit a streak of things not going my way or having a lot of success in golf. And as everybody knows, you're going you're gonna to have some times in your career where it's not going so good, and you just got to grind through it and figure it out. And I'd, I'd never really done that before. I'd four-time All-American at Georgia, had, had played really well through my four years there and came out hot after after college and uh, won on the Nationwide Tour, got out on the PGA Tour right away. And I'd never really had that lull in my game of not really knowing what I was doing or not getting the results that I was seeking. And uh, that kind of came maybe from, from too much expectations I, I put on myself or other people um, – Right after I won twice in 2013, that's when all the club companies come after you. I'm young American, just won twice on tour. Um, I signed with Callaway uh, starting in 2014. I'd always played ping clubs since I was probably 11 or 12 years old. So this was the first time I'd ever made a club switch before. So A, the expectations, B, the different clubs. Um, so a lot of new stuff was thrown at me and kind of went through this kind of down, downward spiral of not knowing if it was the clubs, not knowing if it was me, um, and just lost a lot of confidence, mainly off the tee of not knowing where it was going. And then like everybody does when, when you're not driving, well, that's all you do in your off weeks is work on driving it. How can I drive it better? And then you don't work on your short game as much. And then your short game that was the backbone of your game is now not as good as it was. And then you're worried about your driving and just, it kind of leads to a, a downward spiral. And that's kind of what I went through for a few years. I went through a couple different swing teachers and tried to find the answer, but in reality, it, it, it all lies with you. I mean, there's, there's no answer. Um, you just got to put in the work, put in the time and, and build up your confidence. And that's kind of what I've done for the last, uh, last couple of years. So I believe you're working with Justin Parsons down in at Sea Island. Um, obviously, I read an article that you've been, you know, you got into playing golf swing. But what are you specifically working on a, as an instructor? I, I got a good idea of what you're doing with your left arm and kind of your pre-shot rehearsals. But talk through kind of what you're working on. Yeah, I mean, we've really done the same thing uh, since I started working with about two years ago, maybe just over two years ago. Um, when I get off, is my takeaway. I get a little quick with my takeaway and the club head gets inside my hands and it gets low. So then it, it, when I'm returning the club to the ball, it gets a little low and then I can hit the high right or I can kind of hang back and flip my hands and, and hit it left. So really I'm trying to keep the club head in front of me, if not a little outside my hands on the way back. And that kind of helps me set it because I'm not a really big, I don't use a whole lot of wrist in my swing. So um, keeping the club head outside my hands really helps me. Um, the club in front of me not get behind me and uh, helps helps me hit my little uh, two or three yard fade that I like to hit. 
Yeah, it looks awesome. Keep doing what you're doing, obviously. All right, well, hey, let's, take take us to the Travelers last week. So we talked a little bit about it. And, you know, you shot five under 65, um, 13 under, it got you there. And, of course, everyone was watching Bubba. You know, is Bubba going to finish? And he was fading. Guys were fading. People weren't playing great, but there were, you were sort of chugging along. And um, you got to the playoff, and you got to play with this guy, Kramer Hickok. And, and no one knew who the heck he was. He was a young guy. But he was he was on top of the leaderboard the whole week, wasn't he? He was right there the whole week. And you kind of, oh, I've never heard of this guy. I think he's going to drop down. He'll yeah. drop down a little bit. And he hung in there. Whereas he also didn't know who Joel Damon was. He thought Joel Damon played on the Corn Ferry Tour when we had him here for a live event. And Joel told him, George, I've made $3 million this year. But but now we're best friends. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. We're now best, our best yeah. friends. Hey, he's my guest at Whisper Rock in the wintertime. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, George wears a bucket hat now. Right? <laughs> Yeah, that's great. <laughs> All right, but no, but talk about this guy, right? And and so um, it, it was really fun to watch because you guys you kept making these comeback putts, and, and which amazes me with all the pressure. You know, as a regular golfer, I'm sitting there saying, "How do these guys just step up with that many people and make the putts?" When you're going up against a guy like him who isn't a big name, um, does your strategy change? Are you waiting for a younger guy like that with inexperience to to fold? Um, or, or would you have played it differently if you were with, let's say, a big name, maybe like a Bubba who's who's won a Masters? It, it, does your strategy change, or you just kind of do what you got to do? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, I mean, obviously, Kramer played with Bubba the final round, and Kramer held, held steady all day and, and uh, played some really good golf. So I, I knew he... Coming in the playoff and making that eight or two footer on 18 when I was warming up on the range, I mean, that's ballsy. And I, I knew he had a lot of confidence. He was playing well. And I don't think you'd change your strategy. I mean, 18, the pin, with with how much downwind it was, was really hard to get to. I mean, you really had to take on that front bunker to hit it close. And for me, if I pound driver down there, I have – 70 yard 80 yard shot to a straight downwind that that's that's not the my strength i would say i mean i i was in between driver and three wood um pretty much all uh all every every playoff hole there and it was almost like i wanted to miss it my driver so i got a full wedge in there and, and be able to spin it but I wouldn't say you tra- change your strategy. I mean, it, it was pretty tough to make birdie on that hole. And um, just one of those where I didn't want to lose, he didn't want to lose, and we are just grinding it out. Um, and it, it was really cool to kind of go punch for punch on, on making some of those spots. And um, it, it, it was fun. We were both having fun with it and, and both giving each other our best shot. Yeah, it, it was fun to watch you guys congratulate each other after making these putts and move on, were you able to talk at, do you talk at all during, during that thing? Or do you go, go in your own box? I mean, I, 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 is there any communication? Yeah, we would, we would talk coming off the tee box pretty much every hole. Um, I don't think I've ever played with Kramer before, but I've known him for a while. And I mean, obviously I see how hard he works and um, he is a, he is a great dude. I enjoy being around him and see him in the locker room, seeing him player dining or whatnot, but I'd, I'd never played golf with him. And, I know his caddy, uh, William Lanier, really well. Um, he's from South Carolina. I've probably known him for 10 or 11, 11 years, so we're very friendly. And, um, yeah, mostly off the tee box. It's like, hey, man, what's coming up? Or have you ever been a playoff before? And then he was, he told me, like, on Latin America or Canada tour or something, he's been in a couple playoffs. But I don't know. We just we just keep it kind of lighthearted off the tee box. And I, I think once we get to our, our shots in the fairway or rough or bunker or wherever we hit it, um, it was kind of game on from there. Because um, after that, it's, it's in full grind mode of, of trying to win the tournament. I don't know what hole it was, how many times you guys played 18, but the one time that you hit it in the bunker, did you well, know you had a buried lie or when you walked up there you went, oh, my God, what is this? Yeah, I, I definitely saw it, Lance. When I, I, that was the kind of awkward shot, right to left lie. Um, I want to try to cut it into that pin. And I just blocked it a little bit and, and got under it. Um, but yeah, I, I saw it land and was like, "Man, that's that's not going to be good." But luckily, it was on such an upslope 
that it, it wasn't that bad. I've, I've had a thousand worse plug lies than that in my life. But I, it at least gave me a chance to hit it up in the air and, and hit it within 10 feet of the hole. So when he hits that putt and you, it's tracking to the hole, that was one of two or three that lipped out. But are you just sitting there saying, I'm done? Um, I mean, his putt was amazing. I, I was kind of standing behind the hole and, and watched it coming in. I, I thought he I thought he made it. Um, but after it lipped out, I was like, man, I just got to get this up and down um, and keep keep this thing going. I'm, I'm not out of it. Um, I've hit the shot a hundred times. I, I know I can do it. And it's all about hitting it within 10 feet and just stacking up and, and making a putt. All right, so fast forward. You got, you got the putt to win it that you ended up making to win the on the eighth playoff hole, which is amazing. Uh, what was that putt? Obviously, the read was pretty similar to the putt you made in regulation. It was. It was, yeah. Um, that's a tricky pin. Like, I I can't remember if it was the playoff hole where I, I hit it in the fairway bunker off the tee. had probably the best angle of the day coming into that pin. And thought I'd hit a really good putt there. It's just that putt broke way more right than I thought. And then when I got back on the angle I was in regulation, it was a lot straighter putt. And I, I feel like I played about a ball out left and downhill so you don't really have to worry about getting it to the hole and uh yeah lucky enough to it was getting pretty dark out there so i was uh, i was ready to get it over with yeah so was i <laughs> i wasn't <laughs> george i think i, think eight I was barbecuing in the backyard with the tv on on the wall man i loved it <laughs> although it was great because i didn't have to go out and mow the lawn I, I just was able to sit there <laughs> All right, hey, listen, guys, we're with Harris English, um, and who it was number two on the FedEx points right now. He's one of the best golfers on tour, and um, according to Wardo and his buddies, is a hell of a guy. And so um, when we talk about the length of this, we want to come back and talk about a little of the torture that you put your caddy Eric Larson through, through this amazing uh, playoff tournament. So come on back with Harris English and the boys, Golf Underground, ESPN Radio. Looking for Casey's best and coolest apartment experience? We have it, and it's called the Flats KC. The Flats KC is committed to providing an exemplary living experience by offering the best in-class residential communities in the most sought-after neighborhoods in Kansas City. With a focus on meticulous restoration and renovations of vintage properties, we aim to take the beauty of vintage and seamlessly unite it with modern touches. If you love urban living and are in the market for a freshly renovated apartment, the Flats Kansas City has options to fit every price range. Check us out at theflatskc.com or give us a call today at 816-454-3118. Hey, Brian Sullivan of Golf Underground with my favorite orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Kevin Witte from Sano Orthopedics. Hey, Doc, golf season's over. My back is killing me. I know it's football season, so you get a lot of kids coming in, blown ACLs, all sorts of body parts with problems. And then, of course, those baseball players. I know you fix a lot of elbows. Why is Sano Orthopedics the absolute best sports medicine orthopedic group in Kansas City? Well, if you want to see the guys in town who've had the best orthopedic fellowship training in sports medicine, um, including training with Dr. James Andrews and Dr. Larry Lemack, come see us. Uh, we individualize patients' uh, plans to get them back to that activity and that sport that they love. And we actually care and listen to to our patients and follow up with them and make sure that they're getting the results they need. Okay, and so the three things that separate you, number one, best training. Number two, you specialize in getting people on that field. Number three, you're actually listen. Where can I learn more? Because you got me all in and I don't really want to get fixed, but it's time. At sonoorthopedics.com, 816-525-2840. Hi, this is George Brent, Hall of Fame baseball player, and I've been playing golf for over 35 years. Hitting the ball far was never my problem, but the closer I got to the greens, that's when my problems began. When I wanted a golf practice area in my backyard, I called Celebrity Greens. They are the industry leader in custom-built synthetic golf greens. These championship-caliber, low-maintenance greens roll great, react like real bent grass, and hold chip shots that check and spin. I absolutely love mine, not only in Kansas City, but also in Arizona. Call the pros at Celebrity Greens at 1-888-507-7960 or visit them online at CelebrityGreens.com. Practice like the pros or people like me that want to be pros right in your own backyard.
Welcome back, Off Underground ESPN Radio, back in the uh, studio south, George Brett's basement, Sully Wardo, George Brett, we're with a one of the greats in 2021, it's Harris English, uh, number well, third in the U.S. Open, won uh, Travelers last week in my home state of Connecticut, which is our only professional event, so uh, thank you for that, Harris. And so, um, we were talking a lot about the great playoff win last week, and um you know, I was sitting on the couch last night prepping with my son, my 22-year-old son, who sat with me on the couch last week and watched the tournament, and um, he was loving it. And he said, Dad, I've got a few questions you got to ask this guy. <laughs> he really oh, great. He did. I said, all right, Jake, bring it to me. He said, all right, so do you remember when um, Harris and, and uh, Kramer were walking up the, um, maybe it was the 18th? He said, Dad, do you remember they were going, the fans were going, Kramer, Kramer, Kramer. And I said, no, I don't remember that. He said, yeah. I do. He said, you've got to ask Harris if he heard that and if it had any impact on him. So this is on behalf of Jake Sullivan. Did you hear people shouting Kramer? Of course I did. Of really? I, did. I, I loved it, yeah. I, that, uh, I actually would rather be the underdog like that. Or, or not the underdog, but not the fan favorite. Why? Um, I don't know. I it kind of started, I guess, at the at the Walker Cup um, over in Scotland, and playing playing these Great Britain and Ireland guys, and all the fans cheering for them. And they're, I don't know. I I just I don't know. It, it adds some fuel, I guess. I, I I don't know how to describe it, but. Uh, of course I heard it, and uh, the fans were awesome. Um, the atmosphere was, was crazy, and we loved it. Um, but, yeah, that, that added that added a little fuel for sure. That's funny. Well, yeah. George, you speaking lived of, through it. No, well, speaking of the Walker Cup in 2011, that, that's the year you were in it? It was, yeah. Yeah, so who were your I, – I love listening to Colt Nost. I'm pretty good friends with him. Bragger. And, uh, well, you are too, and so are you, Sully, but uh, we're members of the same Both course in Arizona, and I love hearing stories about the Walker Cup, and like, tell me some of your teammates, because yeah, it's always interesting good. to see how these guys go on, you know, the best amateur players yeah. in the world, and or in the United States, and now they're teammates, uh, Colt was from SMU, and he was playing with Ricky Fowler, and all these guys, who are some of your teammates? Yeah, we had a pretty star-studded group as well, um, Speed. Well, was just coming into his freshman year at Texas. He was still technically in high school. Patrick Rogers, uh, Cantlay, Russell Henley, um, Peter Uline. Wow. Um, got the picture downstairs. A uh, couple guys on the corner trade tour. Um, Blaine Barber. Uh, Nathan Smith was the mid-amateur, the old guy on the team. Uh, trying to triple thing with some uh, some other ones, but we had we had a hell of a team. We we barely lost. I think we lost by a point and a half or something. But it was a, it was an awesome experience. Like that was that was my first time playing in a host, in front of a hostile crowd and not on your home turf. And I loved it. I loved every minute of it. So it kind of leads right into um, your big goal, I imagine, is um, probably locked up with the Ryder Cup. And so um, how pumped are you for that? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I have it locked up right now. I mean, I'd love to get in that top six. Um, so I don't have to rely on getting picked. Um, but I that's what I miss about playing golf at Georgia's. I love, I love playing with the team and, and having that team atmosphere because – Professional golf can get pretty lonely because you're only playing for yourself. You're playing for your caddy. You're playing for your family, but you're not playing for other teammates, which which is a lot of fun. That's that's what I miss about playing sports when I was a kid. Playing basketball, playing football, soccer, um, playing with the team is, is incredible. And maybe that's why I've had a lot of success down at that Shark Shootout, uh, Greg Norman's tournament, the QBU Shootout in Naples, Florida. I've teamed up with Matt Kuchar. I think five or six times and we've had a lot of success there and I don't know it's, it's just fun to, to feed off each other and, and get that energy and uh I don't know I, I don't know what it is but I, I'd, I'd love to play in the Ryder Cup um I've watched it for for many many years and my caddy is from Wisconsin so I know he it would be it would mean the world to him to be able to caddy in the Ryder Cup in his home state and obviously Steve Stricker is the awesome 
Jackson guy, and I'm loving the death. I've known him for a long time and would be honored to, to play for him. Oh, I thought all your success at Shark Shootout was due to Chris Wallard and uh, Peter Kite shotgunning beers and, uh, and your backswing. <laughs> that, <laughs> that definitely helped out. That, that helped me keep coming back. The, the first year. So, so speaking of your caddy, Eric Larson, obviously a lot of lot of fans that follow the game kind of know his his past, and obviously he's at a what we what we would call a roller coaster. Talk through when you started working with him and uh, kind of the experience that he's had and how he's been able to help you. Yeah, we uh, you kind of get to know all the caddies throughout your years on tour, and I played with Jeff Overton a little bit when Eric, my my caddy, was was caddying for Jeff and. Andres Gonzalez, Hendrick Norland. So you, so you get to know all these caddies and which ones kind of fit your style. Because um, you're never really looking, but, but you, you like certain guys' styles and, and how they react to good shots, bad shots, wins, losses. I mean, you, you kind of get to see all that. And from really the first time I, I played in the same group with Eric, I, I loved how chill he was and how cool and, and laid back and um, just got to be, be friends. And when I parted ways with my caddy um, and was looking around, he was uh, he was looking around as well. Um, so we, we hooked up for, uh, I think, Colonial in Fort Worth was our first week. And whenever you're trying a trying new caddy, you kind of give them like two or three weeks. Of like, hey, we'll, we'll do a trial run of two or three weeks. And if it works out, we'll keep going. If not, we'll, we'll part ways. But you never really want to commit to a guy for like full time unless you try him out and, and see how he is. And I think we finished 18th or 20th at Colonial. And then I, I just knew after that week, I was like, man, we're, this is going to be it. Like we don't, don't need these two or two more weeks of trial. Like I enjoyed it. I think we matched well together and let's keep rolling. And that's what happened. And, uh, I mean, obviously I had some good weeks and, and a lot of not so good weeks and, he stuck by me and um, has continued to have all the faith in the world in me and and keeps picking me up and um, I'm, I'm very happy for him as well that we've had a lot of success these last couple of years and, and he can finally start making some money with me. So, do you think the fact that he's made over two hundred thousand dollars in the uh, past two weeks means you're safe? He won't fire you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I'm good right now. I think I'm good. I think he uh, he's having a good time and. Uh, saving up some of that money. Well, I will say this. Um, it, it looked like he was getting a little tired on those playoff holes. In fact, my son looked at me and said, um, do you see the caddy? He's he's heavy breathing. He, he kind of looks like he just hit <laughs> camp four of Mount Everest right now. Yeah, uh, Was he, uh, he dying? Come on. And I know he's, he, he's fighting and he's saying, I can't let my man know that I'm dying right yeah. now. <laughs> okay. he, uh, that's funny you notice the heavy breathing because a funny story at uh, Kapalua this year, how silly that golf course is. That's probably the most silly course we play all year. And walking from 15 green to 16 tee, and I'm playing with Daniel Berger, and it's, you're walking up a, a massive hill to get to the tee, and Daniel's teeing off first, and, and Elar and I get there, and Elar's breathing heavy, and, and Daniel's over his ball and has to back off. He's like, Elar, you're you're breathing like a big bear. I can't even concentrate right now. No way. <laughs> so that's that's so funny that y'all that y'all notice the, the heavy breathing. But I mean, Elar is a trooper. I mean, he's got to be uh, close to sixty years old and carrying that forty pound bag up and down these hills. I mean, it's not easy. But um, there was there was one hole. It was either the sixth or seventh playoff hole. I was like, man, my, my back's getting pretty tight. Like, I'm getting pretty tired. He's like, come on, my man. We got this. Like, he nice. he was he was the one picking me up when, when he was probably the one a lot more tired than I was. That's awesome. But that's, it, that's the kind of guy he is, though. Yeah. I, you know, I think they should mic up the caddies. All right. What would that sound like? It would have been. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, so after you win, what do you, what do you do on Sunday night? You probably got out of there at about eleven o'clock. Um, do you fly home or do you uh, go have some some adult beverages? Well, uh, the the whole day I was I was planning on sharing a flight home with Brian Harmon, one of my friends that lives in Sea Island, played golf at Georgia with him, and um, we had it all set up. We're 
going to ship our clones home because he has his family. I have my wife and our dog. Um, so the plane's going to be pretty packed. So we're planning on shipping our clubs home. And I guess he waited for like two or three playoff holes. And then finally my wife and our agent told him to like, go ahead and fly home. So, um, didn't get to share, share a plane with him back home. But I mean, yeah, after, after winning, I mean, you got to do some of the media stuff, sound some flags, went up in the clubhouse to, to eat some dinner. And we're trying to look at bars to go to with my cat and my wife, but, and that's the thing about winning on Sunday is, is everything shuts down probably nine thirty ten o'clock. So we, we couldn't find anything and go back to the hotel. Um, got my caddy around there and, uh, he brought a bottle of wine to, to our room and we just kind of hung out and, uh, kind of relived the day and, and soaked in the, soaked in the victory. Is it difficult to drink wine when you're, you have a nasal cannula and an oxygen tank? <laughs> um, I don't know why he had a bottle of Camus. I don't know Ooh, why he had Camus, a bottle of Camus. good going. Um, but he's a big Camus guy, and uh, he was he was pumped. That is awesome. All right, I, I don't think he slept that night. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. All right, so we're going to take another commercial break. We, we'll come back. Let's talk a little bit about um, some of your buddies on tours. Living in Sea Island, you, you've got three good ones. And so I'm curious, um, J.T. Poston. One of our buddies. Whoa, yeah. There's another one. Who's Davis a, loves down there too, one, isn't one he? Of your regular, I, well, Doesn't Davis love down in Sea Island? Well, it, it, oh, it, he is. Yeah. He's still here, and 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 yeah. might be one of Harris's all-time favorite golfers. Is that right, Davis Love? I would I would agree with that. Yeah, okay. him and him and Freddie Couples were. Oh my gosh, my idols growing up. All right, well, hold this. <laughs> we got Mine some Freddie Couples stories. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, listen, Harris, uh, Harris, did you know that right. I won the 1987 Pebble Beach Pro Am with Freddie Couples? I didn't know that. The next time you go that. play Pebble Beach, look at that plaque right on the <laughs> okay. first tee, 1987. Hey, and guess That's what? In 88, awesome. 89, and 90, they didn't invite him back. Maybe there was some sandbagging going on. <laughs> <laughs> I had one par the first day at Spyglass with my 17 handicap. <laughs> what, were there were a lot of birdies, huh? No, one par. So it was, par, it was par, one par, so I got a, like a par four. I, got, I made a three on. So it was all Freddie? Well, the first day was. Oh. And then what? And then I got hot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 17 pars or the 17. No. <laughs> 14 pars and four birdies. That sounds like me at the member guest last week. But, um, you know, it came out a little slow, Harris, and, um, you know, threw back a few white claws. Crushed it after that. <laughs> I like that. Do you oh. think Harris gives two shits about well, your member I, guest? I think it's important that we find a connection. He won last week. Yeah. I won last week. Well, what the hell's the, the difference? You won well, I won my flight. I might have been too bombed in the, um, the shootout. You know, I did make a 20-footer through my club. Probably almost got kicked <laughs> out. It's fine. I went back to the cart, had another. In that Everybody in the club oh. watches you. Right, right, but you know what? I healed that's, myself uh, with a more pressure. So much, so much. You know, when Wardo, when Wardo tried to qualify for the U.S. Open, he didn't make the cut, but he won his flight. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you can do with your flight. Thanks, Listen, bro. I set the bar low. Lower standards make me successful. All right, hey, we're having a great time. Harris English, Wardo, Sully, and George, Golf Underground, ESPN Radio. Hey, Brian Sullivan here, and I've got a tip for you. You've got to head to Unforked. It's an amazing restaurant. What I like about these guys is they promise to buy and support seasonal local ingredients first. And I love the fact that they source from smaller, family, GAP-certified, or organic farms, prime-going regions, artists and producers. All I'm getting at is, if you like fresh stuff, Unforked is the place to be. And like they say it, fork or no fork, you can be sure you're getting the highest quality, socially responsible ingredients possible. And not to mention, it's delicious. So whether you're out south or downtown, stop by Unforked for a delicious and healthy meal. Sheridan's Unforked. Honest, clean food. Cowell Insurance Services is your leading program administrator for workers' compensation. They're dedicated to meeting the unique challenges of the insurance industry and assisting employers in reducing their costs. CIS has provided insurance, claim, and loss control services to various industries, including trucking, construction, retail convenience stores, and healthcare, as well as public entities for over 30 years. They work with both retail agents and industry clients, or a combination of the two. If you're tired of fighting the rising costs of premiums and claims, give Cowell Insurance Services a call. Their dedicated staff is ready to find you the best insurance option at the most competitive price. 
They can help to define or enhance your safety program in order to move you in the right direction in reducing your claim and premium costs. Contact Cowell Insurance Services today, 816-214-4070. Hey, Brian Sullivan from the Golf Underground here with a little good news. And that good news is that even double-digit handicappers like me can occasionally make a double eagle. All right, maybe not on a golf course, but even guys like me can score when buying a new car or truck. I'm talking about two stores, two brothers, and four generations treating customers just like family. I'm talking about our buddies at Bobsite Ford and Bobsite Independence Kia. With these guys, you'll always score two under with double the inventory and double the customer satisfaction. That's the Bobsite Double Eagle. Now, Bobsite offers a wide selection of vehicles and promise to make the car buying process as quick and as hassle-free as possible. Now, whether you have poor credit, no credit, or maybe a first-time car buyer, you can trust Bobsite Ford and Bobsite Independence Kia will get you into the car or truck you choose with professionalism and attention to your needs. So go visit our buddies at Bobsite.com, but only if you're looking for a vehicle that makes you feel like a U.S. Open champion. Hey, welcome back. Golf Underground, ESPN Radio, George Sully Wardo in the basement of George, having a great time. We got a, a big couple weeks coming up, July 4th weekend. It's really excited, Wardo, about this. Yeah, we're fired up. A little backyard bonanza. Yeah, next week we're going to have a little um, George backyard bonanza. We're going to cook up some steaks. We're going to have our boy Parker McCollum, who's coming in to do a nice concert at the Power and Light. So if you haven't gotten your tickets, um, you know, they used to be $15 general admission, but right now you go to StubHub. They're about $2,042. Have you, have you heard Parker before? <laughs> I like Parker. Yeah. Parker's awesome. Yeah, I went to his concert here a couple of years ago, met yeah. him. He's really a good guy and a good singer. Is he a, is he a Kansas City guy? No, he's no, a Texas. He, he's an Austin guy, but he just moved to Nashville, I think, for the for the record stuff. George, we had him okay. on that. We had we went down to Austin and um he we were your buddies, Wardo's buddies with Mark McCollum, his dad, and we'll tell the story. Well, of course, we'll tell it we, next week. Harris, we ended up doing an impromptu show in the first tee grandstand at uh at Austin Country Club with Parker back before three four years ago. Yeah, uh-huh. back before he was a household name. Yeah, and we were waiting to go to the um, to, to the course. And Mark, his dad, says, "Hey, listen, kid, do you mind if our son, you know, joins us?" And we said, "You know, yeah, yeah no, we'll wait for him." And out of this truck is this <laughs> six foot five. It was like right out of a movie. It was he's like the male Bo Derek from Ten. He's got the Hollywood glasses on, the flat bill, his t-shirts tucked into his Wrangler jeans, and it was almost like slow-mo. Like I turned around, I'm like, that could be the most beautiful man I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. And and we had the most fantastic day. And, um, you know, he likes the cocktails, too. And, and you might remember um, we did a freestyle rap. Um, uh, he against uh, me, and I believe I beat him. But enough about that. That's next week's show. We're with Harris English. He's a lot more fun than Parker McCollum. Hey, so so we're talking a little bit about uh, Sea Island, Georgia. And you've got, some, you've got some buddies down there. We mentioned the JT Poston's one of them. But you've, you've got... Um, I mean, who else? You got Keith Mitchell's down there too, right? Yeah, Keith. I went to high school with Keith. Uh, Keith was a freshman when I was a senior at in both high school and at Georgia. Um, but but coming out of Georgia, I mean, a lot of my teammates had moved down here. I mean, I kind of had the option of do I go to Atlanta, do I go to Chattanooga where I went to high school, or do I come down to Sea Island where? Yeah, it's probably not as fun. Like the nightlife for a 22 year old is probably not as fun, but I'm trying to get on tour and, and be a successful golfer on tour. So this is probably the best for me of, of having a trainer here, having uh, a lot of awesome golf courses down here in Sea Island, and then um, a lot of guys to, to push you, to, to keep you. To keep you going, a, a lot of competition down here, which, which I enjoy. Do you ever play with those guys casually? Oh, we, we do it all the time. Um, I mean, when our when our schedules match up, I mean, probably two or three times a week. I mean, other guys like playing more than others. I, I go probably two or three times a week. I'll, I'll play in a game like that. But um, you still got to – I still like to work with Justin and, and put in my time on the on the range and short game area and stuff like that. But, man, it, you got a lot of mini tour guys down here, a lot of corn trade tour guys, and um, probably – 10 or 12 PGA Tour pros. So 
there's always a game going on and, and always somebody's playing really good golf down here. So it's nice to, to keep your game, to see where your game's at and, and um, have, have some competition. Well, and you, you were talking about caddies and the caddy personalities. And so you can't talk caddies without talking about JT's boy, Aaron Fleener. Um, have you ever crushed a cocktail with Aaron Fleener? And if so, what was it like? I've crushed many a cocktail with him. Um, he, he's awesome. So, Fleener used to caddy for, for uh, this guy, Steven Yeager, who I also went to high school with. He's from Germany. He, I think, is leading the Corn Ferry Tour, number one right now. He's won twice. Really close to winning a third time again that battlefield promotion. But I've known Fleener for a long time before he, he worked with JT and um, Fleener's a great dude, got a, a very, very nice voice, if you've ever heard him sing. Mm, we really um, haven't. That's you weird. Gotta, you got to, you got to, <laughs> um, so we were at the Barbersall in Kentucky, it's kind of the opposite field event to the British Open, this was a few years ago, and they, they have a bar there called the Tin Roof, and they had a karaoke night one night. And, hold on, um, stop one, hold on, stop one second, does it sound like this? Operator, won't you put me on through? I gotta send my love down to Baton Rouge. Hurry <laughs> up, put her on the line. Gotta talk to the girl just one more time. Oh, and Baton Rouge. That was pre-COVID in our ESPN studios when we catapulted awesome. his singing career to the next level when he was in town for a Kentucky basketball game. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I- that, he always pulls that song out. That's his, that's his ace in the hole right there. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, all right, so so what, what's your goal for the rest of the year? That's a good question. That's a good question. I, I, I like to have, like, little mini goals, like this this past three-week stretch. Um, really just to, to have a chance to win – the last nine holes. I um, just put myself in position to win with, with nine holes to go, and I, I felt like uh, honestly I did that every every week. Um, I was pretty disappointed with how I finished at uh, at Congaree at the Palmetto Championship. I, I felt like I had the ball in my hands to finish it out, and, and I didn't do it. Um, but I, I guess after that tournament, I looked at it two different ways. Of I'm playing really good golf. This this happens. Um, it didn't happen this time, but got to keep giving myself chances and it's going to happen. And, um, I did that. I kept my confidence going. I knew I was playing good golf and, and finished it out well, buried the last two of the U.S. Open and then, and then obviously played really well last week. What'd you learn um, at, this next event, what'd you learn at Congaree? Uh, Sorry to cut you off. What'd you learn at Congaree? I think I got, uh, I mean, got a little too fast, um, it's easy. It's easy when you're you're lipping out putts when when stuff's not going your way to to get faster and, and try to press more. And I think that's what I did. I, I tried to force it, um, didn't let it happen, and um, I just got too fast. Like I got going too fast. I think my pre-shot routine got too fast. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just got to slow it down a little bit. And I, I feel like that's what I I did really well at Tory and, and Travelers last week is just to keep my breathing the same, um, keep my pre-shot routine the same, and then just let it happen. Um, but, it, but you got to, but you got to go through stuff like that to, to figure out what you do in those moments because it's so hard to recreate that at home. I mean, you, you can't, I, I can't recreate the situation playing golf with my buddies at home, no matter what kind of money you're playing for. Um, you're not you're not trying to win a tournament and and to have those butterflies to have those feelings the, the more you do it the more you go through it the better you're going to get at it and i, I kind of learned from that and, and learn the different situations of, of how my body reacts how my mind reacts and um kind of know when i get on those situations to, to take a step back to take an extra breath and, and slow it down now before the break we were talking about freddie couples george's partner and davis love being two of your all-timers, would you ever reach out to guys like that either while you're being successful right now to keep it going or if you ever find yourself, and you will, in a struggle? I mean, could you pick up the phone and, and call some of those old legends? Would you ever think of, of doing that? Yeah, yeah, they, they've been awesome. 
Um, obviously, I mean, Davis love being here in Sea Island is, is one of the reasons why I moved here to to surround myself with with better players, with with guys who have done a lot more in the game than I have. I mean, there's there's nothing that I'm doing right now that Davis Love hasn't done for 30 years, yeah. and he's probably felt the same emotions I'm feeling right now, or having lulls in his career. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's he's an open book, and would love nothing more than me to call him to ask for advice or, or to help in any way. Um, I feel like Freddie Couples is the same. I, I got to play with him for the first time this year. And uh, in Palm Springs, I was out there for about a week before Kapalua, just practicing, getting getting kind of used to the to the time zone from, from Georgia and breaking up the trip. But he's the same. I mean, he was texting me all week in Kapalua, pulling on me, um, giving me – so, I mean – those guys are awesome. Um, they, they've been a great influence on me and, and uh, that will, will help in any way. Did you play the Madison Club with Freddie? I, I didn't play the Madison Club. We played Plantation one day, which is pretty much right next door. Right. Um, all all men's club. It was awesome. Laid back. Madison Club is, is awesome as well. I'm sure we'll, we'll probably go out to Madison uh, this year. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take uh, one more commercial break. When we come back, we're, this is Wardo's favorite segment. It's his, uh, okay. is it your rep? It's your, what do, are we, it's, do normally, we it's normally the emergency nine. Yeah. But we're going to go to the playoff eight, eight. hole. Ooh. Playoff <laughs> eight. Hey, I got one question. You'll remember that, it, uh, the playoff that you had with um, Hickok. Uh, it's not the guy's name. Well, Hickok. Kramer. Kramer. Yeah, Hickok. No, how many holes did it go? Eight? Yeah. Eight. When they asked you afterwards, you didn't know how many holes, correct? That means he was in the uh, zone. Yeah, no, no. yeah. You were when now you had your first playoff against that Joaquin Neiman. Yep. How many yep. holes did that go? Do you remember that? That only went one. So one's a lot easier to remember than eight. <laughs> yeah, especially you're playing the same hole. The yeah. Same hole. Almost. Those six times, so just you kind of get lost in how many holes you played. Okay, so when you beat Joaquin Neiman, how did you beat him? You par the first hole or birdie the first hole? No, I birdied. I birdied eighteen. See, that's something you'll yeah. never forget, right? Right. Mm-hmm. George, I don't think I'll forget the eight-hole playoff either. George, the, the, uh, the big thing um, in this interview that I, I picked up right, was, that? was that he likes to be the underdog, right? Yeah. The shouting Kramer, mm-hmm. Kramer. You know, I thought of you back in your baseball days, right? And I, and I, was, I wanted to ask the question, um, did you feel better in Yankee Stadium when they were throwing stuff at you <laughs> versus sitting and, here. and having 50,000 people say bad things about right. you in unison. Right. Versus, you know. you know, coming here where it's, Oh my God, there's George oh, Brett. It's, oh my God. It's George I, Brett. I, I liked it more when you get standing ovations. Oh, you did. <laughs> 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 to be honest with you. And you get curtain calls from the dugout. Oh, and <laughs> that's a lot more fun. Right, I get goosebumps not, thinking not about that. Here. If you come to, if you ever come to Kansas city, Harris, he gets a standing <laughs> ovation Everywhere he goes, it gets kind of old. <laughs> All right, and he, he pays for a lot of things. I bet you can guess he pays for a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually... They charge me double at restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually looking at coming out to uh, Habitat Flat. Uh, some of my high school buddies for for a duck hunt. I think it's a little bit outside of Kansas City, but I we went to just west of St. Louis last year the Quiver Club. Um, for a duck hunt, so we're, we're trying to look at different spots. So you're a big duck hunter. Spot. We got the best private duck Ooh. hunting facility in the world, an hour from my house, an hour from Wardo's house, and an yeah. hour from Sully's house. Yeah. A good friend of ours, Mike Illig, uh, has a place. If you want to come and you go have hunting, to come, it's the most have, ridiculous. It thing. is. It is a duck hunt on steroids. Disney. You will never go okay. to a better yeah. place. Disney World. Okay. They it built a replica amazing. of the wheel, which is the most famous bar in Lawrence, Kansas, in on the property. It has it sleeps eighty. It's f- fantastic. Ask Colt about wow. it. Yeah, Colt's wow. been there. Yeah, ask Commodore. Okay. Ask uh, Scavis. Scavis. Ask Scavrin. Right? Ask uh, um, all the fancy. Yeah. So think about that when it comes to duck season. Yeah, I, I think okay. I think we could get you uh, an invitation. And then the course okay. we all play at is called Wolf Creek, which is. 25, 30 minutes from there, all men. Pretty good spot. Oh, you had to throw the all men thing in there? Well, yeah. Well, There's, the plantation. We don't have any female listeners. I mean, this is unbelievable. Bill Cosby gets out of jail, and all of a sudden, you're the Me Too women's <laughs> done. 
<laughs> Unbelievable. Keep your sensitivity on, please. Amazing. All right. Hey, listen, with Harris English, we're going to take one more commercial break. We're going to come back. Wardo's going to do his emergency eight, and we're going to learn things about Harris English you never thought you would know only on the Golf Underground ESPN Radio. Hey, Brian Sullivan, Golf Underground, with a little tip for you. If you're looking to buy a new Ford, you have to check out my buddy, Jason Gudenkoff at Lewisburg Ford. They've been saving Midwest Ford buyers thousands of bucks for over 40 years because they do business the right way. They sell everything. Check this out for $50 over invoice. That's simple and cheap. And they win a lot of awards. In fact, they won Ford's President's Award 17 times. That's the top Ford award. And they only give it to dealers with superior customer satisfaction in sales and service. So they know how to take care of customers better than anybody. Now, what these guys know how to do also, keep this in mind, sell trucks. Lewisburg Ford has sold more F-150s than any other Ford dealership in greater Kansas City. That's two years running. And last year, they were the number one F-150 sales leader in the entire state of Kansas. So, no hassle. $50 over invoice pricing, unparalleled customer satisfaction, and a huge selection. That's a perfect recipe for selling trucks. So, check out all their inventory and prices online at lewisburgford.com. Or give them a call at 816-444-2300. New golf clubs. A big screen TV to watch the U.S. Open. Or maybe even a new golf cart that I've got my eye on. No matter how you choose to spend the savings, if you're looking to put a dent in your monthly heating and cooling bills, the answer may be right over your head. If your attic isn't insulated properly, you're missing out on a prime opportunity to cut costs. Call the certified energy experts at Star Companies, Inc., 816-353-2160 for a free estimate to learn how they can help you save money. 816-353-2160 or visit StarCompaniesKC.com. Do you have retirement dreams about perfecting your swing and spending your time on the green? Or maybe you have a bucket list of golf courses you'd like to travel to. Whatever your financial goals are, Mariner Wealth Advisors is your advocate. We take the same care in understanding where you stand today as we do in understanding where you want to be in the future. Then, we help you set a personalized plan to help you achieve your long-term vision. Contact Mariner Wealth Advisors today to start your financial planning journey. Visit MarinerWealthAdvisors.com to find a location near you. Mariner Wealth Advisors, otherwise known as MWA, is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. For additional information about MWA, including fees and services, please contact MWA or refer to the disclosures on our website. Please read the disclosure statement carefully before you invest or send money. This advertisement should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities. All right, welcome back, Golf Underground ESPN Radio. I uh, hope you're having a great time. We are with Harris English. We, we are, we're around a star right now. We have a star on the PGA Tour so with us right now. This is crazy. Your timing, Wardo, is unbelievable. It wasn't normally, my timing. We've been tracking this guy forever, but he's been on a heater, so he's got to play just about every week. Yeah, but normally we we get we buy him low. We buy our stocks low on the Underground. We like bring cleaner. In, like Flaner, like JT. Remember JT hadn't yeah. won yet? Of course, what he does, he goes on and wins. What happened right after Woodland came on? Woodland US came on, Open. he won the U.S. Open, right? Joel Damon went on and won. Jo- Joel Damon went on to win, right? We yeah. catapulted Colt into media. He was one of our second shows. <laughs> right, he, right. He sucked. He felt nervous around a microphone until he came on this program, right? Harry Hicks, fresh, brand new PGA guy. I mean, Harry is shit. Right, and not only his name, his back and his chest, and look at him—he hasn't won, but it, he finished right behind our boy Harris English at the at the PGA. Wait, where, where, I don't know where you finished at the PGA, but Harry was number yeah, three. Yeah, Harry, Harry played good at the PGA. Oh, he was on fire. Absolutely. Do you know him at all? Yeah. I do. Yeah, Harry's awesome. Yeah, he's a great guy. It's funny, he he texted me after the Travelers and said, "Man, you gotta you gotta get this girl to stop texting me. She's uh." <laughs> She she thinks I'm you or something. And it, it was it was my old it was my old this girl worked for my old agency and and thought Harry was me. She probably had two Harrys in her phone in her phone, but it was it was pretty funny. I def- I so see good. the resemblance totally. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to text him last night and get some dirt on you, but I think it was like eleven o'clock. Oh my god, keep that's, him up. that's like he would have probably had he would have probably had some. 
<laughs> yeah, big beautiful. But yeah, I mean, you two together would look like Danny DeVito and Schwarzenegger. Crying out loud! <laughs> Guess who's DeVito? <laughs> that would that would be him. All right, All right hey, here hey, we listen, go. Wait, wait, listen. Be, before that, we we do this. I, I got to ask one thing. Before I I can set you loose on this. Set me loose because the word on the streets is uh, Harris is a big uh, Georgia Bulldog fan. SEC football will be coming up with full stadiums this fall. How excited are you, Harris English? Yeah, I'm. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Um, actually. Tried to tried to work in uh, at the tour championship heading over to Athens, taking my caddy over to Athens for uh, for practice that week. As they're gearing up for Clemson, so I'm, so I'm sure it'll be full go, full pad, uh, high intensity. So I'm I'm ready for the football season. All right, November 6, thousand twenty one. It would be Georgia versus um, the Missouri Tigers. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, yeah. I, now I'm a Missouri Tiger fan. My daughter's a little dancer over there, <laughs> so I, I would like to um, not a pole dancer. She's a dancer. Okay, <laughs> all right. They, I mean, they, everybody says, "Yeah, geez, she's take your kids dancing all that." Why are they going to work at Bonita Flats for crying out? I said, "No, she's going to put a nice outfit on and 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 beat Georgia." So uh, I, I want to bet you who's going to win Georgia Missouri, but how many points do I get? I bet the line is probably – is it going to be in it's Georgia? Georgia. Or in it's in Georgia. It's at Georgia. Yeah. Um, but y'all don't really have a quarterback this year. Mm, he's not bad. Drew, Drew Locke's gone. He's gone. Um, Basil, like young kid. He's pretty good. Kelly Bryant. All right, which means you should give me more points. Keep going. <laughs> I, I was going to get – I'll give you 14 Ooh, okay. I was going to say 13. Okay. And we'll play for one Bitcoin. <laughs> one Bitcoin? Is that good right it's now? Up it's up at $34,000. <laughs> <laughs> uh, except um, I can't pay it, uh, but you can pay me. So, um, all right, we're going to move on. It's, it, it's, so we are going to bet, and, and I will um, call you out on this um, uh, on November 7th. So, Wardo, would you please take away the playoff? All right, here emails. we go. Er- Emergency 8 brought to you by Sheridan's Unforked. Eating good, feeling good. All right. How? What hole were you the most nervous on, or what shot in the in the playoff? What shot? It, it would probably, I would say the the first the first hole. Maybe that, maybe that putt on the first hole. Um, my my one of my six foot par putts that I made. Um, just because you're getting into it, like you, I hadn't played a hole for forty five minutes and been hitting balls in the range and you're kind of thrown into the fire um so i would say that one and and my nerves wore off the further we got in the tournament and then the playoff love it all right playoff hole number two more butterflies at the walker cup or on that first playoff hole uh walker cup for sure peter peter Yuan had to hit hit off the first hole when we were playing alternate shot because i didn't think i could team my ball up (laughs) 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 all right You've uh, you've obviously got an amazing short game. If it's not your short game, whose short game do you want that's currently on tour? Patrick Reed's short game is ridiculous. Um, some of the some of the shots he pulls off is incredible. I mean, he's one of the best chippers I've ever seen. All right, fourth hole, switching gears. Favorite golf swing other than yours? We I I currently love yours right now, but um, who else? Favorite golf swing. You walk by him on the range, and you you don't. I mean, whatever. He's not a bomber, but just like poetry in motion. Type like thing. me looking at Parker. Yeah, like you looking <laughs> um, at Parker. I mean, Adam Scott is. I mean, that's the easy. That's such an easy answer. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of like a guy who who wouldn't be at the forefront of a conversation for having a good swing. Um, man. I'll go Adam Scott. Uh, I like Fleetwood's action. Fleetwood, Fleetwood, the way he can hit those punch shots, like he can flight the ball so well. It's so um, good. His finish is so controlled. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I, I like Fleetwood's action a lot, yeah. All right, what did you say to Hickok after you beat him? <laughs> I, was, I said, man, great, great grind and great fight. I mean, he played well. Uh, he, he's going to – I told him – Great playing, great fight. Um, keep it up. Go, go get you a W next week in Detroit. Love it. Well done. Seventh hole, no sixth hole. Your favorite city to crush some cocktails in? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a. I would say 
New Orleans is a lot of fun. I always enjoy going to New Orleans. I haven't played that tournament the last couple of years, the team event, but New Orleans just has a has a great vibe to it. Uptown, Uptown New Orleans is the, the spot. Awesome. The seventh playoff hole. We're coming down the stretch. Elar's puffing, huffing and puffing right now. Switching gears to football. Your favorite away game to go to in the SEC? Well, kind of going back to the New Orleans thing, um, we did. We had a pretty good run of, of away games. Went to Notre Dame when we played Notre Dame in South Bend. Uh, one of my buddies, Hudson Swafford's birthday was there. That was incredible. But South Bend was not that much fun. Like, Chicago's a lot of fun. South Bend wasn't that much fun. And then we got to go to LSU in Baton Rouge. Um, we stayed in New Orleans, took the party bus to Baton Rouge, and that was amazing. We got we got our ass beat. Joe Burrow <laughs> was on fire. Um, that was kind of there on the upswing of, of them being really good and um, had a blast. One of my buddies, Andrew Luke, it's from Baton Rouge, so he took us all to the to the tailgates and had all the boudin, boudin, whatever you call it. Um, we sat with David Toms at the game, and, and we got our ass beat, but we had a blast. No old Miss? Haven't been to Oxford yet. That, that's still one that I, I, I need to go to. I'll, you got to go. Oxford and yeah, Auburn are amazing. You got to go to Old Miss. My youngest son uh, went there, uh, graduated in five years, and I would go down twice a year to visit him. And I never had so much fun. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard it's awesome. All right, final question. Final question of the playoff. Your favorite Tiger story or interaction? The favorite, uh, I still, he's probably the, the only guy on tour that I'm still a little nervous to be around. Um, I got to play a nine holes with him. Um, I, I've only played a nine hole practice round with him in my life. And this was at Valhalla in probably 2014. Um, had, had set it up with David's love that I was going to play with. It was going to be me and David playing Valhalla. I guess we're going off the back nine or whatever. And as we're walking to the tee, he's like, Hey, Hey Harris, you mind a tiger joined? And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> like I, I thought, I thought this is going to be me and Davis. And here Tiger Woods is coming off. Um, hadn't played in a while. It was just be a, a totally different experience, and he was awesome. Um, he, uh, but he, he still, I don't know. I don't know what to say to him. I don't know whether to walk up to him and like thank him for all he's done for the game, or like try to be try to joke with him. Like I, I still don't. He's the only one that I don't really know what to say around him because I'm still pretty starstruck by him. Yeah. There's an aura to him. It's weird. That's interesting. Yeah. Hey, a, a final question. I know we're we're done with the eight. Uh, do people recognize you now? Um, it, it depends on what town. I mean, obviously in, in Sea Island, how small it is. I mean, everybody's a golf fan here. and um, I feel like my, my age range is like anybody 70 and older, they, of course, know who I am. But <laughs> anybody <laughs> from from 18 to 40, maybe not. You're not um, so <laughs> Do you need a oh, stick? Any grandmother, you... I'm, I'm, everybody's grandmother's favorite player. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's you, you and uh, them and Chris Wallard. Yeah, I, but, but listen. Yeah, what, would, what do you think a really creative marketing person if if they sat you down and they, they had to give you a shtick? You know, you've got um, Harry Higgs is big, beautiful, and of course Ricky's always Ricky. Like, what what would we do to dress you up to you know make you marketable? What would it be? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm. Uh, I feel like I'm great in like cocktail hour situations, <laughs> talking to a, talking to a group of four or five people. But I'm I'm not a great public speaker. Um, but anytime I can get a couple cocktails in me and, and have a small group, I, I'd be awesome. But that's a good question. Um, maybe maybe you and my agent should, should get on the phone and, and uh, come up with something. Um, on how to how to market or or just keep doing what you're doing and keep uh finish keep winning and finishing in the top five i think things will take care of you're such a purist hey you know what (laughs) speaking of cocktail hour i think this brings up the opportunity to invite ourselves down to the tour championship um and then go to a football game after that oh i mean my i might miss my own wedding but you know what let's go (laughs) (laughs) you can't miss your wedding weekend 
tour championship and go to Charlotte for Clemson, Georgia. No, it's tour That's championships, what, the weekend before Labor Day or Labor Day weekend? Yeah, I, I'm not really sure. Because they ended early now. We're coming. Uh, I don't know. We're coming. All right, we need a road trip. Hey, listen, That's Harris, th- thank you so much for taking the time. I mean, it's it's uh, you've got to be tired after the run you've been on and the victories you've been doing, and, and it's uh, we're, we're just grateful you, you took the time. So, so thanks for doing it. Hey, Harris, one no more problem, question. Man. I got one more question yep. for you. What's on your agenda right. today? You going to go hit some balls? You going to play 18 holes? What are you going to do? Actually, I, I'm, I've just got my clubs out of my travel case this morning. Um, they've been marinating in there for a couple of days, but I, I think today I'm going to go out and chip and putt a little bit, kind of have a sit down with Justin about kind of what my schedule is going to be or what the next little goals are and uh, kind of get back into it. But definitely going to gonna celebrate this weekend. Um, July 4th at Sea Island is, is awesome and a lot of people in town, so we're going to go to the beach and, and uh, might have a couple white claws, might have a couple <laughs> beers. Tequila, who knows? Bingo. Uh, Bingo. You got to come to Kansas City. We have a good time. (laughs) If everyone we invited came to Kansas City, George, I mean, we'd need a big tent. You know, we'd have like 350 people. It'll look like Wardo's wedding. You know what? He said something interesting there. He said, I took my golf clubs out of my travel bag, right? Yeah. So you're not NetJet, FlexJet, SentJet. (laughs) uh, What are you? What are you? (laughs) Everybody everybody flies private now. What are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did not just, but uh, I went from South Carolina to San Diego to Hartford. So I'm not doing net jets from South Carolina to San Diego, then San Diego to Hartford. They had a, uh, the, the tournament's chartered a flight. So I'm not going to risk bringing my bag on like a big Delta plane and risk my driver getting broken or my right. freeway getting okay. broken or a putter getting bent. So yeah, I mean, if we're flying private, like if I was just going to Hartford last week and back, I was flying private, then I then I wouldn't bring my travel bag. But going all those different ways, I feel a lot more comfortable bringing my travel bag so I can keep everything protected. You know, George, we have the common man listens to our program also. But you see, every you know, golfer has FlexJet, NetJet, <laughs> Flex Wheels Up, Netflix, Set-Jet, Amazon Prime. You know, yeah. there, there's like 48 <laughs> companies that do that stuff. And I was just wondering which one he was with. You're a wheels up what guy because you're still too cheap. You're taking the King Airs. <laughs> hey, Sinks, they're talking a different language over here, you know? Hey, listen, hey, you'll see me on a, in, in the middle seat of a Southwest Airlines next to Mr. and Mrs. Shrek, the fattest people on the plane. All right, so listen, we're going to wrap up this program. Harris English, you're a hell of a man, and um, we're going to keep following you and, and – um, just keep doing it, man. Keep doing it. Make it fun for us while we sit on the couch, okay? Sounds good, guys. Appreciate you having me on, and uh, hopefully we'll get up in Kansas City soon. All right. Done and done. We'll Look love. forward to it. Yep. All right. What do, what do you think? Wardo? Jordo, huh? Harris English, hell of a man. Who's Jordo? Jordo's <laughs> I mean, not here Wardo. Today. Yeah, we fired him for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we did. All right. Hey, so, boys, um, we're, we're going to get together next uh, Wednesday night. Wednesday night. A little cookout in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going to mm-hmm. film it. We're going to film it. It's going to be a little hooray barbecue. Ah, done and done. It's going to be a good go. event. All right. So listen, we um, we hope you have a great 4th of July with your family. Go enjoy yourself. You've earned it. And of course, we'll see you next week, next Wednesday on a Golf Underground ESPN Radio. I'm waking up to ash and dust. I wipe my brow and I sweat my rust. I'm breathing in the chemical.